Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Today we'll be talking with an expert in commercial insurance products for business owners and their companies, which is a very hot topic for the times. But for right now, I'd just like to take a quick break and have you hear about my business transition readiness program. Do you know what it means to be transition ready? Does the thought of your future business exit bring on feelings of anxiety? If so, you are not alone. In the Business Transition Readiness Program, you'll find the answers to these questions and many more. According to award-winning certified exit planner Julie Keys, it takes at least five years to prepare an owner and a business for a future exit. The Business Transition Readiness Program will help you unpack the complexities of exit and transition planning, shed light on the unknowns, and help prepare you and your business to exit on your own terms and not someone else's. You can get more info and register for upcoming programs at poisedforexit.com. Just click on Owner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today with Chris Steffel, co-owner of Versatile Insurance Services, and they specialize in working with advisors and insurance agents to understand products and help them to make decisions for their business owner clients and professional clients. Chris, it is so good to have you here today. This is such a hot topic on insurance. Welcome to Poised for Exit. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you having me on the show. Enjoyed to be here today. Well, I'm glad that the weather didn't keep us from being able to do the show. Right. The timely topic of commercial insurance, um, there's just so much that we could be saying about it. And I truly mean this when I say you truly are an expert. You're like the expert of the experts. (laughs) You know, really. Like the, the insurance agents that I know would work with you when they're trying to figure out the best product combination for their business owners or for their clients, individuals, right? Families. That's right. And and your firm helps them to to dissect all of the possibilities and come up with the best, not the most um, profitable, not the most expensive, but the best product, right? Combination. And we're going to be talking about that in a minute. But first, I'd just like to have you share a little bit about yourself so we have some context around how you got where you are. Sure. Yeah. So I actually uh, grew up in the business. Uh, My father was um, a wholesaler for time insurance for a number of years. And so grew up, wanted to go into the business and actually um, started with uh, RBC Dane Rauscher doing the investment side of the business. And my dad and I both just realized that the financial advisors and insurance agents out there, they really needed some help to kind of figure out the best products to find um, in the buy-sell space, the life insurance space. Mm. And so the whole reason we got the company started was to basically be a behind-the-scene um, organization that would search through the companies, help find the best products for the clients that they had. So our business primarily focuses on insurance agents and financial advisors on, on doing those things. Fantastic. So buy, sell agreements, uh, key person insurance, key person retention, all of those topics are huge right now, as we know, right? Absolutely. Our phones are ringing off the hook. People are asking questions. How do I do this? How do I go about retaining my best people? Uh, One of the the, um, 
a flip side to that or a different mm-hmm. way of being able to approach that topic. I heard not too long ago from another speaker, and she said, what if we said we're going to share enterprise value instead of key person retention? I thought that was kind of interesting. That's, yeah, that's that's interesting. I like that. Because actually that's what we're doing, right, when right. we're trying to keep those those good people. So when it comes to working with companies, how often do you see a buy-sell agreement actually reviewed? Well, usually what we see happens is, I mean, usually when a company is uh, getting everything built and put together, they'll put the operating agreement and kind of put the agreement in place at that Mm -hmm. point. But then what we see happens is most companies don't actually fund it with a life policy or Mm -hmm. putting insurance together. And then I think the other thing that we find a lot of, too, is that they just don't get reviewed. And obviously, as businesses are growing and building, mm-hmm. um, those numbers need to be looked at and reviewed then at that point. So in your opinion, when it comes to a review of a buy-sell agreement, yep. who should be involved in that process? Well, it should uh, obviously be the owners of the business. Um, it's a great chance for the owners to kind of come together and kind of figure out where they're headed with the business. Mm-hmm. Bringing in the CPAs, the attorneys that they work with, mm-hmm. um, it should be a group or team um, put together. I agree. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then uh, how do you fall into that mix? So where I usually come into the play is the advisors or insurance agents will bring me a situation um, and they're trying to figure out what's the best way to fund it or build or structure uh, that plan. And so I'm usually the one that comes into play then to build those things and put them together mm-hmm. um, for the insurance agents. And a lot of times we're doing joint calls, going through different cases and kind of explaining the different products that are out there. Which I'm sure having all of that background and expertise and being able to share those stories really helps those agents to learn yes. uh, what those products can actually do. Right? Absolutely. No, that's, that mm-hmm. is the key on this is mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just takes repetition. It takes time going through it. And especially right now with everything going on, we're just seeing so many different changes in products mm-hmm. and then obviously in the companies too going through those changes. So. Yeah, for sure. Maybe you could share with us a situation where um, where there was proper planning that actually took place and it saved the business. Sure. No, absolutely. You know, we had a situation probably about 10 years ago where we were working with a family farm. Mm-hmm. And um, though it was just a sole ownership of the business, uh, the insurance agent uh, worked with the um, owner of the, the farm to get a policy in place in case something was to happen. And we, we kind of basically went through and figured out exactly what amount would be needed mm-hmm. to not just cover the income to continue for that, that business if something was to happen, but mm-hmm. also to hire a key person. And um, this is something we work on with a number of different businesses. Unfortunately, um, in this situation, the client did pass away at about 45 years of age, had a ha- massive heart attack. Mm, wow. And that money was then used to basically keep that farm going. And if it wasn't, uh, the dollar amount wasn't in the right place on that, like we had put together, um, they wouldn't have been able to continue it. I mean, it basically allowed them to hire a key manager to keep the farm going. Mm-hmm. It made the clients that they were working with um, feel comfortable to stay with the company at that point. And it also allowed the time for the family to kind of grieve and kind of figure everything out then from there. So it was it, it was a major deal. So Wow. And, you know, you really hit the nail on the head when you said it gave the family time to heal and grieve. That's the key. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, There's so much, um, what do we say, preventable pain. Yes. Right? Preventable grief on top of the grief they're already having when people don't plan and they don't think ahead and don't protect the people that they're leaving behind. So 
thinking about the work that you do and how you help facilitate that, you're really impacting lives by doing that. Yes. No, yeah. it does make a big difference. Pretty gratifying. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's true. It really yeah. is. Especially when you see the flip side. Yes. You know how important it is. And we have over the years. I mean, when we don't see the planning in place and if something was to happen, mm -hmm. um, it just it really puts a lot of stress on the business to try to figure out how to best figure out what the next steps are and where they're headed if there's no planning in place or no insurance in place. So, mm -hmm. Well, it reminds me of um, a, a client of mine that I had several years ago, an exit planning client. One of the things that I tried to do with my clients up front is to have them visit with their current advisors from, you know, different areas, their banker, their insurance right. agent, their attorney, things like that, financial advisor, and just um, do, do kind of a checkup, do an audit. You know, let's just see where we're at right now. Right. Um, let's talk about what kind of a timeline we're looking at, uh, what maybe our options might be, make sure that the advisors are kind of rowing in the same direction as uh, what the owner is actually wanting to do. So I try to help coordinate all those things. And one um, particular situation, this client had gone to visit with his insurance agent. Yes. And I said, I want you to just have them go through all of your policies, make sure you have enough coverage, make sure you have the right coverage, make sure you got your beneficiaries in place. Mm -hmm. And he came back to report that one of his insurance policies, one of the biggest ones, was a key person policy that they took out many years ago that still named his ex-partner oh. as the primary beneficiary. Yes. From five years um, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, we've, we That's see that a lot. A yeah. lot of money that yeah. would have gone to that person instead of his family. So, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, even companies that have yeah. been bought out, we do see that, you know, the beneficiaries are going to the wrong place or wrong structure set up. And mm -hmm. it obviously can make a huge difference. All right. So let's switch gears here for a second okay. and talk about key people. Yep. Okay. And we talked in the beginning of the show about retaining or sharing value with those people that we don't want to lose. Right. And one of the benefits that we can provide them is some insurance, right, to protect mm -hmm. their family in case there's a death or disability um, upon one of our, our key people. So let's talk about that for a second. Well, I think, you know, I think with every small company right now, one of the big concerns, obviously, is when we start to look at the key person, what what would happen if that person passed away or became disabled? Mm -hmm. um, just had an appointment this morning. We were talking specifically on this. And that person that they had um, really knew every little moving part of the company, oh glued it all together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing I find. Even with my small company, we have one key person that seems to know everything about the company. And if anything was to happen, it just becomes everybody would have to come together to try to figure out um, how to keep it going and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, going from that point. So I think the big thing is with the insurance is we're always trying to make sure we cover that death standpoint. If there was a death, how that money would come in would be used to help bring somebody else in, mm -hmm. um, possibly a lot of times multiple people in then from there. And the same thing with the disability. But I think also it gives a great chance to do some planning for that key person, for their family. For sure. You know, I think most small businesses really look at that key person as as part of the business and part of the family. Absolutely. And so they want to try to figure out, well, if something was to happen, how can we plan for the business, but then also a way to make sure that that key person is taken care of also. Yes, which is another way of sharing value, right? Absolutely. You've yeah. helped us build enterprise value. We want to take care of you too. 
Absolutely. You know, like you said, a lot of times they are kind of like part of the family. They are. Um, and, and many times there's more than one and they play different roles. And, you know, to your point about how much they know and how much that would hurt the business if something happened to them. Absolutely. And that's kind of part of the work that I do, right? Absolutely. Uh, especially on the side of contingency planning, making sure that we have good records, that we understand uh, our intellectual property, regardless of whether it's protected or not. Absolutely. Right? Because for intellectual sure. property exists in the brains of people who work for us, especially if they've been there for a long time. Absolutely. And so that definitely needs to be shared and documented and... Well, and I think that's yeah. the one thing, especially with what you do, I mean, bringing all those people together. I think everybody, what I've found over all these years working with different businesses is everybody's great at their specialty, but there needs to be a quarterback or somebody to kind of pull everything together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, one thing I've been very interested in working with you is just how you're able to pull that together. But it also makes my job a lot easier too mm -hmm. when I've got somebody kind of quarterbacking and saying, you know, this is what the CPA is doing. This is what the attorney's doing. Mm -hmm. This is where the family really wants to go. And I think that's the, that's the tough part for a business owner too, is just trying to figure out what's life going to be like after the business or right. how they succession plan for it from there. But also from an insurance standpoint, it's got to tie to all that, yes. not just now, but in the future is really the key. And and marrying the insurance that they have with the rest of their financial plan. Absolutely. Right? They're yep. not separate things. They're not. And uh, I think that's the one thing is for years, it was kind of looked at as separate. I under, yes. And I really feel like now, you know, mm -hmm. one of the things that I, I hit on or talk on a lot is long-term care planning even too. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's it doesn't seem like it's a business topic. Mm -hmm. It's not something to be tied to the business. But it really can affect a business long term. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I bring up the farmers, especially where we have huge amounts of assets that can't easily be transferred. Long term care planning can make a big difference on on that part of it. Yeah, they don't have as much liquidity, do they? That's the problem. Any mm -hmm. business that doesn't have a lot of liquidity that's tied to assets, it's it's difficult, especially when we've got a huge expense that could be down the line. Yes. And so a lot of that can be planned together mm -hmm. on it from there. So. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about long-term care insurance. Um, I was listening to a webinar not too long ago. I believe it was with the Women in Insurance and Financial Services Group last week, okay. WIFS. Oh. And they had a specialist who talked about long-term care insurance the whole hour. I learned a ton. Yes, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And kind of scary. So one of the stats is that 75% of adults are going to need some kind of long-term care right. in their lifetime. And that was a kind of a wake-up call. It is. It's a, it's mm -hmm. a massive number. I mm -hmm. mean, when you look at all insurance, I mean, we focus on different types of insurance, but that is one that we statistically have a very good chance of using. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, then, the largest impact to a business owner after the business sells could be that they don't have the proper kind of care insurance. And the reason why we say that is mm -hmm. when we're trying to figure out succession planning or exit planning for um, a business, we're basing that on a number that they can use for retirement. Right. And if you then take the long-term care part into it, which could be super detrimental to the business, um, if that's not planned for properly, it, it messes with all the numbers then all the way across the board. Mm -hmm. So I think it's something that should definitely be looked at or talked about. 
but it's also something that can you can start to address through some of the unique products that are out there now mm-hmm. on life insurance. So there's some different riders that can be attached to it. So as we're doing business planning mm-hmm. and we're working through that part of it on the you know buy sells or the key man plans, a lot of times we're looking at different ways we can easily add that rider. They've really gotten creative with insurance. They that's have. for sure. It's yeah. changed a lot in the last oh five years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely yeah, not absolutely. like uh, one size fits all. That's no. Pretty, yeah. Which is good. That's a really good thing. Well, and it's fun too because we can tie it into the businesses then, you know, like the business insurance and what we're trying to do. So, yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, when I was thinking about the impact of, um, of what happens to a business after the sale, and, and, you know, what happens to the owner, I'm usually thinking from an M&A standpoint, right. like, yeah. you know, that they had a bad earnout or that they can't maintain their lifestyle because they didn't save enough or somebody destroyed their legacy or whatever. Right. Um, but boy, you know, if you're going to have this major liquidity event after you've sold a business, that's supposed to help you maintain your lifestyle, not take care of you if you get sick. So, exactly. so why not protect that nest egg after the fact, get that long-term care insurance, um, any, any other advice on that long-term care insurance that it's kind of at the forefront of my mind right now. So no, you know, I, think I don't the, think we talk about it enough, to be honest. We don't. I think the, the big thing is, is like we were just talking about, there's a lot of different strategies and different ways to set it up now. And mm-hmm. so I think it's really trying to understand all the different, um, options that you do, do have and different ways to pay for it. You know, I think one mm-hmm. of the things that's changed a lot in the last five to six years is that they've really come up with some unique ways of, of either doing a lump sum or paying it over a shorter period of time, not something that would be paid for forever. And I also think it's a mix and match of everything. Um, I think one of the big things that's changed in the last 20 years is we used to plan to try to cover for all the expense. Now we're trying to tie it into um, their retirement plan. It might be just mm-hmm. buying the long-term care to cover 30% of the expense or 50% of the expense. It doesn't need to be the entire amount. And that's why it's so important that we kind of bring all the experts together to try to figure out how these all coincide. So we we spend a lot of time as the financial plan that's being built, mm-hmm. how exactly it comes into then um, to cover that insurance then. So then who would you say would be your target client? So we, we're... we're mostly focused on insurance agents um, and financial advisors are kind of our two specialists. And then mm-hmm. through them, we're working with business owners then. So yes. we're mostly, that's that's our main client that we work with. Mm-hmm. We've got about 3,500 reps now um, that we work with throughout the country. Okay, And I'd say we're about 50% insurance agents and probably about 10% group insurance and then about 40% financial advisors. Interesting. So for when it comes to the financial advisors, are those people coming from large firms, small firms, medium-sized firms? It's a mix of everything. Okay. Yeah. 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 And it's just, you know, everybody's got different expertise um, mm-hmm. on what they what they know on the insurance space. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, all different sizes from that, that standpoint. And there are some individuals that will focus on one insurance line. Some just refer it out. You know, so it's mm-hmm. a mix of a little bit of everything then from there. You have to be like a walking encyclopedia when it comes to insurance because everybody's coming to you, yeah. right, to ask you, Chris, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? And you got to have like 
a potion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a we do a lot of research. I mean, it's it's a lot of research into products, but it's also what we specialize in. You yes. know, just as if right. a financial advisor specializes in manage money, they're really good at it. Yeah. For us, we've just become experts in basically studying insurance products and how they best fit. So, mm-hmm. and that's where we spend the time. So, well, it's good to have people out there like you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Totally. Absolutely. And we've come to the time when I have to ask you for those two burning action items that I asked sure. all my guests no, of. I'm, I'm sure you have more than two, but for our listeners, the advisors listening, the business owners listening, what are a couple things that you'd like to have them take away? You know, I think the big thing is, is just reviewing that buy-sell at least every three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great chance for you to, you know, talk with your partners, kind of find out where the business is headed, but it's also making sure that you've got your business prepared for anything major that could come about. Mm. And I mean, the insurance is a good way to make sure that if a partner passed away or the disability um, from there. And then the second thing is, is um, just your key people, really checking in with them, making sure you've got a plan in place for them. If something was to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things we didn't talk about was also there are some unique strategies too that you can use for key person insurance to, to eventually maybe buy them out or retain them, you know, from that standpoint. So Mm -hmm. I did have a client that did that once years ago. Yeah. It worked out really well. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, one more action item. If you haven't purchased the poised for exit book, there is a checklist in the back. I'm I'm talking to all the listeners right now, um, several checklists in the back actually. So I would encourage you to pick up that book and look at those checklists because there's a lot of information on there about financial planning and about insurance. And now is the time to make sure that we've got our contingencies in place. Absolutely. Right? For sure. Well, Chris, it's been great. Yep. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for taking, having yeah, me. Appreciate absolutely. Uh, what's the best way for people to reach you? Um, you can just reach out to me um, with my cell phone, which is uh, 612-600-7243. Say that one more time. 612-600-7243. Perfect. For our listeners, this episode will be available for download on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also get a copy of that book I talked about. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast shows. We really appreciate your support. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and please join us again next time.